Hey, it's Josh here. Just want to take a quick second before we get started to express our gratitude and appreciation to anyone who's listening, whether you're consuming this by download, whether you're listening on our website or following us on Instagram or TikTok, however that is, we thank you. Doing that lets us know, hey, that there's somebody out there. And as long as we're entertaining one person, then it just makes everything worth it. So on behalf of myself and everyone here at Game Rage, thank you. All right, now enjoy the show. Welcome to the Game Rage Music Show. Hopefully you heard Adam's fucking clear Wait. orgasm moan at the beginning. If not, then uh, you fucked up and missed it. Yeah. Anyways, all right. I'm I'm uh we're here for fuck what is this? Game Rage music episode number 10. Oh, hot damn. We hit double fucking digits, man. Oh, we are we are in there. That's a fucking that's a that's a that's a goddamn fucking uh what is that called? An accomplishment. <laughs> yeah. Uh anyways, all right. So as usual, I'm Josh and I'm here with Adam. Howdy. And today, we are going to talk about a few different things. Uh, well, one primarily being uh, music and, and nostalgia, I guess, and how that kind of goes together. But before we get started on that, I did want to know, do you, is there any uh, updates to uh, Jocka Watch 2023, Jocka Team? Uh, yeah, so she came out with like her single, the, the alternative version of... What was it? The Triple J submission she did, yeah, which okay. was um, "I Need Therapy," and it's a cool song. Like, I'm not mm. gonna lie, it's great. It's like mm. it sounds decent and everything. Although it's kind of like primarily bass and drum driven, so everything else is there's not a whole lot else going on. It's just kind of like the vocals are the kind of the focal point. As if, yeah. as, as it is very clear that she's quite the vocal um, powerhouse and such. But right, right. Um, I so the weird thing is. This song hasn't had like the number of streams as the previous release. Okay. And I, I've kind of been doing like a loose job. I haven't been on it like the way I've been on it in the past. I'm more checking to see now like if she's going to get to a million monthly this listeners. Okay. So I think she I don't know the exact number, but I think she peaked at like 139 like uh, 139,000. Oh, okay. Right, so she peaked at one hundred thirty-nine thousand, and then she went down to ninety-eight thousand. I think this was just before she released that new song, and then sometime afterwards, it went back to like to like one hundred eleven, one hundred and eleven thousand. Okay, and so it's kind of been around in that area, right. so it hasn't hit a new peak since her first single. Yeah. So, okay. so okay, so I'm dumb, so I don't know how that that tabulation works, but is it is it just like oh, this is people who are subscribing or is it people who are I think it's, the, I think it's listeners like, like plays like what's the I don't 
I actually don't know if that's like if it's just the when you follow that specific artist that you are a monthly listener, or it's just the the song that you play counts you. <coughs> it tabula- tabulates you, <coughs> tabulates you as the um, unique monthly listener. Like just listening to one song would count you. As a, for that one month. Yeah, and then let's say the next year, or next year, the next, the next month, month okay. would result in you, I mean, depending on whether you listen or not. So does it start over every month? Seem, it, it it might seem that way, like that okay. if you enjoyed her music one month and you didn't listen. Then that's why the, the number could have dropped cut, off yeah, if, I, if you didn't listen to it again because she yeah, only had the one song maybe? Yeah, or? yeah uh, so I don't know, like I just, I couldn't tell you exactly, but that's what I think maybe would happen is if you're not a continuously... <laughs> Uh, lis- listening person to her, to her uh, music that her, like the monthly listeners would end up going down. So, right, like okay. I said, her, you know, her latest single came out and it debuted on Triple J. I don't know if our good friend Jose Galvan ended up playing her just yet. I don't oh, think he had yeah. a pro. I don't think he had a program yet. I played it, but right, right. Um, yeah, I played it and. Uh, Oh yeah. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that magical fucking hand waving was you just did, but I like it. Keep yeah, going. I was like, uh, I'm gonna do my my jo- I'm gonna have my Josh moment with the fingers. Oh uh, yeah, and the, and the fucking rubbing them together. <laughs> yeah, or even like the cradling yeah, yeah. of the balls. <laughs> yeah, gets my dick hard. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so, as I mentioned before on our last episode, I, I went out to this uh, this this poster art festival which had all these people that work with the top artists Uh and i I don't know if i mentioned it but uh, the gentleman and the gentlewoman rachel bull and gallo galvan yeah uh, those were the two people that were kind of the the showrunners for that specific event and as i said before gallo i think is somebody that works for golden voice which is like the large one of the larger promotions i think in the world okay so one of the last things that I said to him, because, uh, I mean, I, I this is tough, man, because, like, when we do this, like, I, I love the fact that we get to do this and, and, you know, when we eventually do shows, we're not waiting around for other people. Right, yeah. But um, I think this is, like, something I've talked to you in private about is that, like, I'd, I'd love to have like some type of like mentor or person and yeah yeah this guy has like given me his endorsement that he appreciates like the stuff that i talk about in in on instagram because i mean sure i do a shitty like shitty job and i don't use instagram in the correct way that most people because i know it's visually driven like yeah if that (laughs) if you go on instagram you know that like the people that are visually pleasing are beautiful as yeah, one yeah. Those, would say. those are the ones that do better yeah and i'm i'm like further from that i don't show my face i'm yeah. more somebody that just talks and and says things or whatever but uh you know me I'm, I'm starting to realize that maybe i'm not that person that is supposed to be like a, a face as as one would put it like a forward-facing person maybe i'm just the person that like sees Thing. Like, what if I'm the person that's in the fucking shadows? Dude? Yeah, like, you're you're the you're the guy that's uh, controlling the strings, or well, you know. Well, I don't uh, know if it's good, like controlling know. things, but I just. What if I just make things happen in the background? No, I'm, like I'll yeah, yeah. I'll never get credit for anything, but I I know what I did and right. Like, so this was another one of those like scenarios that, um, I 
played, I play, like, I, I talked to this dude and we were just kind of like talking or whatever. He's like, Hey, you know, um, you know, I like what you do or whatever. And if you ever want to do an event or if you want to put things together, you let me know and we can try to make it happen. And I happened to bring up Jocko team. Like, yeah, I yeah. was like, Hey, if you're fucking serious about like working with me, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. Like I could use your help. Like I would love to, you know, work with you cause you're, you're, you know, I always come to your events and I always enjoy them. And like, I try to share whatever I can to, to get people to come out to your event or whatever. And I just brought up the name Jocko teen. I'm like, dude, if we, if you really, if you're serious about working with me, like I want to do something with her. Like I want to do something with her. And if it's just the simplest thing about being word of mouth, I have now put that name in the circle of at least one person that is in the realm of like golden voice itself. Right. So now that you put it out there, I put it out there, dude. I put it out there. I said, "Hey, this is this is the voice of a generation." That's how. Yeah, it, yeah. That's exactly how I said it to him. So uh, now I don't know if this is going to be too. If you can reveal this, but what if if he even said anything to you about it? But like, did he have a reaction to it? Did he, oh, hmm, did he know who that was? Did oh, he indicate that maybe he had no idea. Oh no. Well, so the funny thing was, he you know, as much as I talked about her, he he didn't pick up on me. Uh, like talk, I don't know. He he wasn't following her at the time, yeah. but I was like, "Hey, you got to look up this girl Jocko teen." And then he's like, pulls out his phone, fucking follows her. Oh man, went straight to it. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, "Oh, that's what you're saying." He's like, "Oh man," he's like, "I trust your opinion." He's like, um, he's he's like, if this is what you're saying about this girl, um, that she sounds like Amy Winehouse and Adele, he's like, fucking sign me up. Like, he he, <laughs> he, he was pretty excited. I'm like, yeah, dude, like take. And he, I don't know if he had a chance to listen to it while he was working. Cause like I said, that guy's running around oh, yeah, all the places, just busy show yeah. running or whatever. But he's like, oh man, I trust your opinion. He's like, you, Amy Winehouse, Adele, I'm, count me in, dude. Like, sign me up. But yeah, I, like I said, this is, this is me working behind the scenes and saying, this is the voice of a generation. And if the US is going to have, any idea who Jocko Teen is, I'm going to try to expedite that process by putting her name in the in the realm of fucking Golden Voices, like inner inner circle, yeah, yeah. I guess you could say, because that that specific place is owned by some guy named Paul Tollett, who is the guy that started Golden Voice. So Golden Voice is the. The company that runs, that started uh, Coachella, which is like the festival that everybody knows and stuff, but that motherfucker owns the Pomona Fox Theater and this place called the Glass House, which is like just northwest. It's like a street over, so it's like another venue that... So imagine, dude, like I'm trying to bring this girl... I mean, she's not going to know if she's listening. Maybe. You never know, man. If she's listening, I mean, shit. You you post about her enough, maybe she knows. Maybe yeah. She, does she follow you on anything? She does. She, oh she, yeah. damn! And she like pays attention to everything. I, I mean, I'm not trying to gloat or anything, but like yeah, I yeah. do. I I'm not. I don't know how to say this, but like I genuinely love her music, and like I try to be helpful in whatever way I can. This is like the next thing that I could do to. Right. Like, I'm not. I'm yeah. not going to get credit for. I'm not going to get credit for whatever everything, but like I just do it because. I do like it's yeah. just what it's just what it, I do, man. Well, well, it's it's I don't know. It's not maybe this isn't the right way to say it, but it's it's the right thing to do. Yeah, you know, it, it's you find someone who's like, oh shit, this is an amazing talent, 
And the right thing to do instead of doing what most people do is sit on their eh, hands. Yeah, do nothing or they just meh or they want to keep it to themselves yeah. or whatever. You want to get it out there and let the whole world know that, hey, this is who this is and this is what they can do and you should be listening to her. Yeah. And I know I'm on the right track uh, just because it, this thing doesn't directly have to do with her music herself, but it it just speaks to what is happening around her is that she's been she's working with like Vogue magazine in Australia like oh. the so she's like posing with clothing and shit right, and yeah, like yeah. I mean so, that's pretty that's pretty fucking high profile I mean yeah, shit listen, I'm, I'm a dumb shit and I fucking know what Vogue is and I yeah. know that oh if you're on Vogue or you're in that magazine yeah. goddamn you must be somebody yeah and that just says to me that like her trajectory is already up here right it, yeah it's like very elevated like if there was a fantasy fantasy football fucking way to explain <laughs> it is that she was a sleeper and she wasn't even really a sleeper she was like a bib an under radar stud yeah that is now being real fully realized she, i mean she could be the tom brady of music yes. right yeah someone gets injured and boom there you go yeah. now yeah you get your shot and you fucking make it happen and you win uh fucking seven goddamn super bowl yeah there you go you know so, so or seven uh, whatever grammy i don't know what's the is grammy is like the like super bowl of uh music i guess so yeah grammy i mean for them i guess for australia it'd be like the arias but yeah, yeah you, arias or grammys yeah. yeah you win 1200 arias or whatever okay so here's one thing i don't understand is that for artists like um for artists that are out of the U.S., like, how do they fucking get nominated for Grammys? Because they have, you know, other countries have other shit, but, like, how are they getting nominated here? Because Adele's been nominated for Grammys, and she's from the U.K., and let's say if this girl makes an art, like, she makes her music. Well, like, okay, Adele, I mean, okay, I guess, I don't know if this is an antiquated thing or not, but the Billboard, you know, top, top, whatever, 100 or whatever it is. If you get on that, I'm sure that puts you in the realm for getting a Grammy. I mean, if yeah, you're on that, and I mean, she's been on that for sure, so. Oh, that's, that's kind of a funny segue, is that, uh, so TikTok is now going to be working with Billboard for oh, really? making, to chart music on, oh, which is kind of redundant, because yeah. it's like, it's the same thing, but it's, just on TikTok. It's like, okay, now now Billboard is just saying, okay, now we're slapping our name atop the charts yeah. that like... That TikTok produces of yeah, what's the yeah. most popular music so shit. It's not so, so even, it's not so much even them that they're doing anything or whatever yeah. the fuck you want to call it. Like, it's just funny that like Billboard has to stay relevant somehow. Yeah. So they're like, all right, we're going to co-op this and co-sign so this. Who do you think that's a better deal for? Billboard or TikTok? Who do you think benefits more out of that deal? Uh, I don't know. I I think it kind of legitimizes like TikTok as a like a catalyst or like a, an igniter for new music. Mm -hmm. And for <laughs> For fucking billboard it feels like they're reaching for like relevancy yeah <laughs> yeah it feels like they're like they're still trying to cling on to whatever like to say that they still matter or whatever yeah but it's like they're not the ones that are deciding what music is popular it's like literally people you know whether that's the people that post the music or just like tiktok itself like the community it seems like that is what is dictating what is popular, popular yeah. as opposed to what Billboard is going to, which is, that's that's what seems stupid I, about it. Yeah, I know. And I never understood how Billboard, 
because I don't know if there's like an I'm sure there is some proprietary ranking thing of how they do it but how could you really other than just going off of album sales or whatever I mean yeah every radio station plays a shit ton of songs so how are you going to really track oh yeah this song is like the most popular fucking song or this is like the number one and unless it's obviously just monetary focused and that's it but then again you could have the number one hit song and it'd be super popular but that doesn't mean it's really that good I wonder I wonder because I I don't really I remember paint like watching a video about how the billboards work I although I don't remember it specifically and I, I think it has something to do with like radio plays like if it's yeah, and that's what I'm saying though. How the, how the out of all the radio stations in the and US, even, and yeah. even if it's like okay, the Nielsen ratings, right? You know how they do that. Where oh, well, I don't know how they do it now, but back in the day, oh, every certain certain homes would get free cable boxes, and you'd be a Nielsen box. But then they track everything that you do, and then they take this small microcosm, and then they people, multiply. Yeah, it. and then they multiply. So it's like you're really not even getting a real number there either. You're just guessing. Well, it's the same with the, it's the same thing with polls. Like you take yeah, your best because right. it's too expensive to do yeah, the entire th- for the entire nation. But, but if you're pulling. One percent of the population, and then you're just extrapolating that and saying, "Okay, let's just put that like it's still so everything's fake and nothing's real numbers. It's all just kind of guesswork, and you're just extrapolating things from one small microcosm." So I, I guess you TikTok could, though isn't. I mean, to me, that is not social media. Is polling basically everyone, and it's it's real numbers because it's like you know when you do the um, the fucking hashtag things on there, or I don't know if it's there or Instagram, but it tells you how many views that hashtag has gotten. Yeah, and yeah. it's like. It doesn't even say trillions. It's like a hundred thousand trillion views, and you're like, Jesus Christ, that's like a lot of people watching this video multiple fucking times. So then it's like that to me is a number of saying, wow, that video or that hashtag sure is popular because man, everybody's watching it which a is, bunch of times. Which is funny because like everybody suggests, oh, if you want to post something. Put FYP or yeah. put, put put FYP. Uh-huh. I'm like, well, if everybody's doing it, then how the fuck am I supposed to? Yeah, what, what's separating me, right? Yeah. Uh, I really, I think that's just making you basically on par with everyone in the algorithm. That's kind of what I've seen mm-hmm. in in the research that I've done. And that's listen, I do it on our stuff because again, I don't. I would rather be even keel with everybody by doing that as opposed to not doing it and being at a disadvantage. And I will I will say that it definitely has increased. I mean, again, not by much, but when you've got one or two likes and then all of a sudden you get four, well, that's a 100% fucking increase, you know. All right, I'm, I'm going to try that because, like, I, I, I was under the impression that hashtags don't do shit because uh, I've, tried, I've tried to do it and it hasn't worked. Yeah. And I did have something cool happen where I went to a baseball game and there was this artist, her name's Gabby Moreno, and she uh, she's under management of like Cosmica, which is like a, it's a cool artist management group, right? Yeah, yeah. But the funny thing was, in in recent posts, like I haven't got all that much and I didn't even put like hashtags or nothing. I just, yeah. I think this is maybe the way that TikTok, or not TikTok, but Instagram works, but... I tagged the management group and some of the employees of it and like the founder and uh, one of them ended up sharing it. And I think like maybe it was one or two people, but it was because of them that I was able to get so many mm. views. And, and it, w- it was like people that were obviously like Guatemalan because it was about the Guatemalan like yeah, national yeah. anthem. But I didn't even do any tags or anything. I'm like, oh, shit, do tags even fucking work, dude? I don't know, well, man. I mean, I don't know. That's the thing is I, I can say that for sure the first few weeks we were doing this, I was not doing it. And since then, I have started doing it. And I have noticed 
maybe not necessarily the views have gone up a little bit, but not necessarily a lot, but it's the likes because I think it's targeting. And I've also started using just that plus specifics for like whatever it is we're talking about. And it's put it in front of people who, oh, have searched that thing. So it's like that's where, oh, now you get more likes because it's like, oh, it's being shown to people that actually would maybe like this or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I thought about doing because you I don't. There was one example you were talking about glory hole. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I thought about I want to do shit like that where it's uh, like tongue in cheek hashtags. Yeah, but that are, that are somewhat like relevant to the topic and in a weird yeah. weird way. Like I, I want to do that, but yeah, that's that's neither here nor there. But, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, fucking funny. Uh, so wait, do where where, where are we going? Uh, well, I don't know. We were just going about Jacatine, and then we ended up going to billboards, billboards and stuff, yeah. TikTok, but. Um, but I think that is, I mean, unless you had any more to say about Jocketine mm, specifically. No, I mean, if I had, uh, I guess I can just admit that I was wrong, that uh, she ended up releasing another song. Technically, it's not new, but it is a new version of a song. Yeah, I mean. But uh, I was actually kind of surprised that she ended up releasing another song, and it's, you know, it's getting close to the end of the year. And I think I mentioned in the past, like, this is when things start to Slow wind down, yeah. start to wind down or whatever, so... I don't want to say it's risky to put out music because it's never really risky, but you know, it, it's every, every, everything's timing, dude. Everything's fucking timing. It's like the way Jericho came out with the countdown <laughs> and then you were just like, yeah. oh, oh, oh God, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, you're, you lose your shit because you're waiting, what, like three months or who, who however long it was, whatever, yeah. whatever it was for this motherfucker to come out and, uh, you know, like releasing music should be like the same thing is that it has to be a fucking monumental event that it's like, oh my God, it's like Jesus Christ coming from the skies. And uh, yeah, yeah. that that's what it should feel like to, to uh, when you're listening to music or even for like an artist, you have to create that fucking, the gravitas of the situation. Right, yeah, yeah. So like, it's hard. It I, I imagine it's difficult to capture people's attention when you get closer to the end of the year, like November, December. So well, yeah. that's the only reason I was saying that, like maybe that this wouldn't happen. But she proved me wrong, and she, yeah. she, she, she. Well, I mean, she, it's still early enough. It's fucking September. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's still at least a month and a half away from when people really are going to start going into like Thanksgiving slash Christmas mode. You yeah. know, and then they're just going to not give a fuck about. Then, it. Yeah, they're not going to give a know. fuck about anything. Yeah, true. But uh, all right. So you wanna you wanna get to the yeah. Let's uh, let's get to the uh, I guess the uh, meat and potatoes here, as as they say, the main fucking course of music and or I guess nostalgia in music. So you had kind of indicated when we were talking a little bit about this about about why it's bad. Yeah, I mean it's it's good and bad, but like yeah, specifically you were highlighting the things you thought of of why it's like this is not good. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's hear it. So go ahead, just just lay it on me. Um, I'm I'm just kind of like tired of people. I've seen people in TikTok videos, like just random street interviews of Mm -hmm. what do you think about music now? And that's kind of just like a broad question. Yeah, okay. Everybody says, oh, it's too this or that. It's not as good as Nirvana. It's not as good as like. Eric B and Rakim, like when you know the early days of hip hop and rap, it's yeah. not as good as it's always. It's never as good as it was before. Like, I'm just fucking done with that, dude. Like yeah, yeah. I, I fucking hate that we're always comparing things to the past, and like I'm, I'm just that. That is kind of like the root of my my frustration or anger is that I don't think music has been any 
better than it has like right now in this moment because it it feels like the capitulation or the accumulation of all these genres that have happened in the past and people are finding really interesting ways to mix music and you know maybe we won't have like the world shattering moments of nirvana or like uh you know, fucking Pearl Jam or, or um, you know, Jay-Z or Tupac, like those guys that are just kind of like these zeitgeist for yeah. for specific moments. I don't like know if that that those things exist now. Maybe it's just like there's how, how am I how am I trying to say it? Because maybe now it's more about like niche audiences. Like maybe you won't mm-hmm. reach a billion or a million or whatever. Maybe you have like 500,000 like followers and you might be a great artist, but you'll never be fucking Nirvana, but right. you make really fucking great original music. Yeah. But everybody's comparing you to the yes, past. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just kind of, like I said, I'm, I am always trying to be a forward thinking person. Like there's things I don't like, Maybe not necessarily like, it's just my ears haven't warmed up. Like, I don't understand trap music. I've tried listening to it, and, like, maybe it'll take me another year or two to to really yeah, come yeah. around to that shit. But, like, it's different. It belongs to the Gen Z. It belongs to a new generation. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I listen to it because I'm like, okay, this is what people like. And maybe, you know, I don't want to... I don't want to be one of those people that's 70 years old and says, oh, Led Zeppelin is the greatest band of all time or the Beatles are the greatest. That's all, that's all shit in the past, dude. We need to look forward. <laughs> right. And I, I kind of have developed a theory about why I think this is. Okay. So, Lay it on me. And I did it, I did it earlier when, when, we were, when, we discussed, when you had said, oh, I got an idea for the next music episode, nostalgia and music. That's it. That's all you said. And I, so I started just thinking, oh, cool. Where I went in my brain with it was, oh, about things that I'm nostalgic for, right, in music. So I started going back and thinking about what I'm nostalgic for. And I noticed a pattern when I was kind of writing down things that, that I remember or songs or certain things and whatnot. And they were all tied to specific moments in my life, right? They were all tied to specific memories maybe, um, a specific moment that I felt from the past that was such a strong moment that whether it be good or whether it be bad, it it's stuck in my brain. And usually it's the good ones, right, that keep you having this feeling. And I, I kind of think that this is the – this is where it goes off the rails, all right? I kind of think that this is where our our the matrix programming as 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 I refer to it or as we've called it that's kind of what that is it's it's like a drug it's oh I'm getting the endorphins of that moment from when I remember it because this certain song was playing and I remember that every time I hear that song so not only do I want to hear that song again so I can get that 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 little jolt or that little rush of like that original moment endorphins right but now I want to hear songs that sound like it because they will then give me the same thing because I will then remember that song and you know what I'm saying are you talking about like new artists emulating like an older right well that in addition to everybody saying oh it's not as good as it was and if you really look back okay and you think all right, uh, let's just use, for example, the, uh, the Black Eyed Pea song, My Humps, okay? Okay. For me, I wrote that song down on a thing because that reminded me of, you know, when I was in high school 
and it that song was going on when I had like my first real like I when I fell in love for the first time right that song was like hot when that happened and so even though that ended poorly I still associate that song and I feel nostalgic every time I think about that song I think about oh like making out in my car with, with you know because that song was like always on it was on every fucking radio station when that was going down and for for some I don't know for some reason it it if I hear that song I get that oh I get that like little tingle again about that and then I get oh if I hear a song that's similar to it now if I go back and look at that song I don't know if I can objectively say if that song's good or bad just because my judgment's clouded it's it's altered by the memory that I have from that song being popular at the time. So that that song really could have sucked. I, I really don't know. And I maybe it'll take someone who doesn't have any objective thoughts about it, which I think is probably impossible. But, okay, if I take that moment and I look at that whole thing and how I feel about that song, and then I say, damn, they don't make them like they used to. Well, if that song really sucked... But it's just, I'm just attached to the memory. That's the only reason I'm saying that is because, oh, I'm just attached to the memory and it makes me think of that song and I like that song because I like the feeling of associating that song with the memory, right? So I'm never gonna wanna listen to anything new or not give it a chance because it's like, oh, I'll just listen to the good stuff that keeps me on this little IV drip of complacency and fucking like, you know, nostalgia essentially. <clears throat> and... It doesn't allow me to broaden my horizons, right? So I don't necessarily, I'm not like that. There's a lot of people I know that are like that where, because I, I, as I'm sure people have noticed, or at least you've noticed, that I have a pretty wide-ranging musical taste, I guess. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm going to oh, go get a napkin. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah. I'll continue talking. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty open to, don't forget to take off your headphones because uh, that yeah. will break everything. All right, uh, I am... I am open to hearing pretty much anything that's new, as long as, you know, obviously it's not country, uh, because I really fucking, for some reason, just, I don't know why I don't like country. I just don't like it. So if anything new comes along, I'm willing to give it a chance. And I know a lot of people that are essentially, oh no, if it ain't, and yes, they are much older, but they're, they use the example of Led Zeppelin or Madonna. And it's, oh, if it ain't Madonna or if it ain't Zeppelin, I don't even want to fucking hear it. If it ain't fucking Van Halen or if it ain't like going to the 80s guys, if it ain't, if it ain't Van Halen or fucking Bon Jovi, oh, I don't even want to hear it. You know, um, I mean, my aunt is like a diehard fucking um, Rolling Stones like like followed them around on she, tour for she's years. She's a Rolling Stones mark? Yeah, basically. And she will like anything that is not Rolling she doesn't give a shit about it. If it's not Rolling Stones, it's not even music, all right? As far as she's concerned. So that's the type of sure I, I mean initially maybe she recalls a memory of when she first heard them and that's kind of how it got started with her liking it and then boom, it just has been ingrained in her that this is the best shit ever. And nothing else is ever going to be giving me what I want. So I didn't want to hear it. And that's where we get artists that then now when you get pigeonholed into this whole thing of, oh, man, nobody's going to like anything that I try to do originally or I can't make commercial success with this. So if you're a new rapper coming up, what do you want to sound like? Oh, I need to sound like who's who's the hottest guys ever? Snoop Dogg, Eminem. I need to try to sound like them. Drake, you know, you know, if you want to sound like the hottest guys ever that people say, oh, these guys are the best and you want to emulate that. Sure, I get it. But. It also is like a gateway for people to um, to drop those names because like yeah 
it's already hard enough to make original music and to try to get people through the door to listen. You have to drop those names and like, yeah. And you want to know what the weirdest thing is? When I hear that certain people, like band members, are in a band, I am like ninety percent sure that I'm going to end up liking that project because of the people within it. Like, yeah. So that's also like an easy track for me to uh, like. A band is the the people with within the group, but yeah. when it comes to just like a blank slate, not knowing like if you were if you were an artist and you were trying to talk to me about let's say you made rap right and yeah you, and you name drop those people like oh i like the ear these are my inspirations it it makes it a little bit easier to jump in yeah and say, oh you like these guys who yeah. i like well then maybe i'll like you let yeah. me jump in and try it's like with podcasting if we were to just be like oh yeah we're like joe rogan or if we're like whoever the biggest fucking podcast names are then that may make it accessible for people to say oh well if you i like that thing yeah. so if you're like that or you also are inspired or like them then maybe i would give you a, ch- a chance yeah. as opposed to not you know yeah and, and it's a it's a double-edged sword because you're yeah. you know as as we've already been talking about is that uh it, it doesn't it somewhat doesn't help because you're saying you're these things the, the things that you're inspire inspiring you are part of your like personal like musical identity right yeah but then people all like that kind of puts an image in people or rather puts an image and an, like a an audio image or whatever you want to call it in their head that you're just going to be exactly or not exactly but similar, similar enough that yeah. there's not you're not distinct enough to be worthwhile like listening to or right yeah and yeah like you said it's it's both good and it's both bad it can it can it can help you and it can hurt you and i mean god if you look at all right, let's look at look at fucking like boy bands. Like that's that's another really good example. I I listen. I'm maybe I'm weird, but I I like that shit. It's it, it speaks to me on a weird level. I don't understand why, but it just does. <laughs> I it, well, I know why. why. It's because like I just said, it ties me back to certain memories of shit that was happening when that stuff was popular, and I I it it slaps for me, right? It's it's fucking what is what is it? Uh, it's uh it, what's what's that saying? Uh, no facts or no? What is it? Uh, all printer, no. Fa- I don't know. There's, there's some, there's some oh, fucking phrase that the facts, kids say now. Facts, uh, facts, no printer, or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Like, isn't that what it is? Facts, no printer. Yeah, yeah something like that. <laughs> that's yeah. what it is. To me, it is just facts, and that's it. It just, it's fucking great. It's amazing. I love it. And realistically, if I were to sit there and and analyze the music, it's it's garbage. It's it's just gener- generic beats with fucking like. <laughs> Uh, Somebody else subtle, wrote the music. Subtle, like sexual innuendos. Yes, right. Yeah. It's it's really it's dumb. That's what it is. It's just dumb, mindless fucking music, and with some good looking chaps. Yeah, with some with some good looking dudes. That's yeah. Well, whatever. They we I think we talked about it before. They figured out the fucking formula. They for got how the to, formula. Yeah. yeah. They figured it out. They got how the to, bad boy. Yeah. They got the fucking uh, the the. Uh, like there's the innocent one, the funny one. Yeah. Then there's the one that's like secretly gay. It's, like, the, you know. it's the it's like the Power Rangers yeah, of, yeah, 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 of music. for music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I, you know, I, I look back and say, man, those th- those things are terrible. But every time I hear it, it, guess what? It's on my playlist. All right, I, it plays, and I and I fucking sing along every single time, and I fucking go, man, this is good stuff, even though I know it's not. And there's nothing that anyone could tell me that could tell me otherwise just because like i said i tie it to those memories well i I guess the other bad thing too about nostalgia for me is that when it comes to live music 
I am of the personal opinion. This is just like my personal observation, my own yeah. anecdote, that when I see schedules or calendars for venues and I see fucking nothing but cover bands <laughs> for like yeah. System of a Down, uh, fucking yeah. Linkin Park, like this is, it, it drives me up the wall because it just, it, I understand that original music isn't like profitable in like its early stages, right? Sure, yeah. But why are you gonna give some asshole that's playing fucking goddamn covers of like System of a Down when that's already been done before, dude? Like, I don't want to pay fifteen dollars to go see a motherfucker act like Surge Tanky, yeah. dude. Yeah. It. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> it it takes up the potential for new music to break out. It also takes away the possibility of an individual like venue and hopefully it's independent to create an identity to say oh we're going to be the place that has these genres or whatever and yeah but everybody's passing up that opportunity to have the money like the money right yeah and i'm just like fuck man if i was running a venue i sure maybe i'd be losing money but at least i could say like oh fuck we had um i mean i can't i'll, I'll just use like you know, bigger names like, oh, we were the place that had Jane's Addiction. We were the place that had fucking Guns N' Roses in its earliest days. Yeah, and, yeah. And like, you could be that person. You can be that venue that has all the cool shit, but you're preferring to fucking take what you're, you're, you're taking easy money. You're taking easy money for, for cover bands. Like, and it, that's just a no go for me, dude. That's where nostalgia, I think, is, is bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I get what you're saying. And, and yeah, man, if you had a venue and you could book, you know, all the shit you wanted. Yeah, I, to, to, I agree with you on that. Yeah, cover bands would probably be at the bottom of the list if they're not, likely not even on the list. Just because, why would I, I would rather give an opportunity to somebody who, and again, not to talk shit, because this is just, we're just bashing cover bands here, but. We're going to, you know what? We're fuck gonna cover bands. No. <laughs> no, I mean, hey, dude, we might need to do an episode of the Play Haters Ball. We, we just, yep. I. I know we've been talking about we doing been. like the butt fuck nowhere show where we do a player haters player haters ball where we just talk mad shit on like everything just yeah. everything uh, we might have to do that man because uh, you know we we need things to steam our beans and just yeah, like man, that's to, true that motivates us to do podcasting and yeah and you know to to uh, separate ourselves from what we think is crap yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know what you're right we may have to do that but anyways yeah fuck cover bands but at the end at the end of it all. If cover bands are becoming, and, and I've seen it too, where, okay, local places around here, I've seen, oh yeah, it's this so-and-so cover band, this, and that's like, th these are major headline events, and this is, it's just some fucking cover band, and I'm like, why the fuck would I want to go see this when I, I could, I could just see, it's like of a band that like still exists or some shit, and I'm like, why the fuck would I even go see that? Yeah, uh, maybe they didn't come here or whatever, but if I was the venue, that's where the point I was making, I got off track for a second, but if I was the owner of a venue... I would say, hey, I would rather give some fucking guy an opportunity who created the music, who fucking wrote it, who did everything themselves from the beginning, as opposed to just basically performing someone else's fucking music. I'd much rather give them the opportunity to have a platform or a stage. And that the, they can ceiling, on. the ceiling is, in my opinion, well, the potential for like the ceiling could be higher yeah, because you're right. saying the more, the more the time passes by, right? the more that these bands become somewhat like outdated, right? So right, the potential yeah, yeah. to make money 
might go down because yeah. people might care less about a system of down uh, cover band or even like a, a, a fucking like Led Zeppelin cover band. Like maybe maybe there is a ceiling, but for a new band, you know, if you were one of the people that got in on them early, let's say like you were just one of those good people that said, hey, I fucking love you guys. I'm going to pay you right and all this shit. And then when they reach, let's say, like they're selling fucking, I don't know, an entire entire stadium, right? And you hit them up and they say, yeah, we'll fucking, we're down with doing shit with you, even though you're a 500 person venue, but we can make a really intimate show with 500 people. Maybe we charge like, you know, a little. Yeah, yeah, a little more. It's going to cost a little bit because we still need to make money. Right. But. That's what you could get, like down the road. Yeah, if, you're, if, you, if you if you if you're cool with like the future, like if you think about the future and you just let go of like nostalgia and like cover bands, man, like that's what you can work towards. Is if if you if you're a forward thinking person, that's that's my opinion. Yeah, and in you don't nec- I don't think you necessarily have to let go of nostalgia completely to do this, but I do think that yeah, if you start on the ground floor with somebody and you hook them up when no one else was maybe giving them a shot or very few people were giving them an opportunity. If they do, you're just setting yourself up for success in the future. If they do blow up now, granted, listen, it, it could turn sideways and they could just be assholes once they, once they go, uh, it's get true. Big. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's always a possibility, Yeah, but, but I you're planting your seeds. Like right. you're planting your seeds. I would much rather take the risk of doing that than just giving it. So, you know, who's real cover band fucking heavy lately is the goddamn casinos around here. All the casinos, every ad that I see, it's for fucking cover band, some cover band, some cover band and I'm just like Jesus Christ like is there no one and I get it maybe those are venues that people aren't necessarily going to so you gotta you gotta sell what's hot if you wanna do it but man if I'm the booker or whoever the fuck is in charge of doing that for that fucking place man you got there's gotta be people out there that you could fucking go to that you are I don't know I don't know what their exact seating sizes are but you're a fairly decent venue I'm assuming you're a fairly large venue you could fucking give some band, some local-ish band, or maybe a regional band. You could you could make their fucking nut in one night if just because you're this venue, and even if they themselves can't sell it out, you should be able to sell out that event as being the person who runs the fucking venue. Yeah, like what if your brand as a like a a venue owner and a, like again letting go of like nostalgia or maybe booking every now and then, but like. What if you build that reputation of having your finger on what's hot too? Like that becomes a yeah. thing because you again look to the future about music. Like that could be beneficial to you right. as well, a promoter. It's like what we had kind of talked about if, you know, putting on like our own show or whatever. If we can put on a good fucking show, even if people don't know who the fuck any of these bands are, right? If we put on a good show and people leave entertained and happy, yes. They're going to follow fucking whoever the bands are, obviously, if they enjoy them. But even if they maybe don't necessarily enjoy them, but they enjoyed the time they had and the good the good show that that was put on, they will then follow us to see, hey, when's the next thing that they're going to do as the quote unquote venue or the booker or whoever? What's the next fucking thing they're going to do? And that's when you really, I think, set yourself up for success and you set yourself apart from really all the, the normal bullshit that goes on and the just kind of cookie cutter, you know, stuff that happens is if you can set yourself up to put on a good show, then you, I think you're doing the right thing. You're doing, you're doing what's good. And you're then making it so that people 
are coming to see the attraction of not just you, but what you can put together. Yeah, because yeah. Because you may be able to put together, like you, you have some shit you could put together with certain bands that maybe nobody would have ever really thought would have worked together, and you do it, and goddamn, it comes out, and it's a fucking excellent show, and people had a great time. People that didn't think that they would have liked either band, or people that only liked one, but then liked the other, had a great time. Fuck, man. Then they're going to say, oh, dude, what are you guys doing next? What's going on there? You know? So... Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it's it's fucking cover bands. Fuck cover bands, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have I have like two other subjects, and I, I don't know what well, will happen. Me, I, okay, before okay, we okay. go down to the next subject, well, just, no, well, it's not. It's oh, not, is it similar to the, or about this? It's sub sub. Okay, yeah, subsets of questions right, related right. to nostalgia. But all right, yeah. all right, all right. Go ahead, go ahead then. Well, no, no, go ahead. Oh, well, I just wanted to talk about for a second the flip, the inverse side, the flip side to this of how yeah. it's how nostalgia is a good thing, and how. I don't know if you had any, if you were going there with that, but oh, I mean, <laughs> but, but I just want to say, I guess quickly, or well, it'll probably turn into long-winded because that's how I am. But it nostalgia breeds passion, right? And innovation, I think. Right, and if you if you make something that someone can feel nostalgic about, if they can look back on, even if it's a week later, all right, it doesn't have to be fucking years or decades. It could just be a week or a month later. And they look back on, they feel nostalgic for that. You will then create, you've created like a rabid, this rabid fan base of people, right? Where they, nostalgia breeds that, that fucking intensity of fanaticism almost where you need this. And yes, going back to where I think it is kind of like a drug, but that's where you get fuck it and it it just breeds this rabid fanaticism that people will i don't know they'll just they'll just be super intense about following you and that's where the nostalgia factor i think can be you know t- not taken advantage of but it can be it can be a good thing because that's what helps people stick to something that's what helps you oh man that's what gets you to follow people to help them blow up and help them get big because if you don't if you don't have a, a fanatic fan base almost you're you're probably never going to get anywhere um i mean yeah you could if you had a small casual fucking fan base sure you might be able to make a little money but in in the in the music industry you need to have if you had a small rabid fan base oh shit you're making money like there's no way you're going to be successful and then turn that into Oh, a medium-sized rabid fan base with maybe a small attachment of casual fans. You know, I don't know. But anyways, I, I, I don't want to say that nostalgia is all No, it's, bad, not, it's all bad. I mean, I, I think I just came in hot with, yeah, with negativity. With, yeah, right. But no, I think it definitely could be a good thing because even like nostalgia in the sense of um, the memories that are created at concerts... Um, that could be a cash maker for you in the future is like, if you yeah. create an experience for people, I, I, like I could say, uh, so I went to this, I think I mentioned before, I went to this concert, uh, that had this guy named George Clanton and, um, Magdalena Bay. Yeah. yeah. And I went in there with believing that Magdalena Bay was the band that I was intent on seeing. And I was going to, it was going to be awesome. It was gonna be great. And it really didn't live up to what I like Expected. wanted. Yeah. And George Clanton, being the motherfucker that uh, I don't know if I would, he can't really sing, uh-huh. but he his music is really odd and interesting, and it like it's like vaporwave and rap, and it's just it's fucking weird, and I love it. And then when he you see it in person, dude, oh man, it's 
He had like this blow up alien doll. He had a fucking like LED light board that created these um, different symbols and shit. Mm-hmm. The dude created an atmosphere and like that's what it takes to be fucking original is like thinking outside the box. And it had nothing to do with the music itself. I mean, the music is great, but the guy was finding little things to add to his show. And uh, he came out to the audience. He was like hugging people. He was like passing the mic for the people that knew the words to the songs. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, shit, man, this guy isn't the greatest vocalist, but his music music is good. His charisma is there, and he knows how to create an experience. And I didn't get that same thing from Magdalena Bay. And, you know, I think that's where nostalgia can be a fucking a cash maker for you in the future is if you can recreate that, like, on multiple nights, like, all the time. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that was one of the things I was going to tell you about, too, in, in terms of, like, putting on a show, right? Like... Not to book it like a wrestling event because that's not obviously what it is, but it. I feel like you got to have that. You know, it, you got to have that opening, that opener, that kind of just bam gets everybody invested, gets everybody in, involved, yeah. um, wakes them up, says, "Oh shit, here we go." And then you got to have some someone come in that's kind of like, "Okay, this is like your 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 middle of the road big match." And then you kind of okay, got to let people rest from that. And you got oh shit, I thought my phone was on vibrate. So, anyways, um, booking booking a show right. You know, having something that's maybe an act in there that's not necessarily a band. You know, throwing in I don't know some something I don't I'm, I don't. This is a bad example, but you know, oh, you throw in like a magician in the in between while they're setting up shit to kind of keep people entertained and like fucking. But it's like a just oh, it's jokey. It's the comedy match, you know. It's like ah, oh, whatever, and just to keep people still entertained. But it's like oh shit, man. If that overall vibe of the whole show comes in and fucking gets people going and gets people to come back. That's that's like that's what it's about right there. Yeah. So you don't even have to be that good at whatever it is that you're doing as long as you keep them entertained. That's all that it is. It's yeah. it's like the the court jester, right? Yeah. You know, court jester <coughs> a fucking dumb idiot that just talks shit and says dumb things and and oh man, people laugh and they think it's funny or whatever and all oh, cool, they come back and keep seeing them, you know? Yeah. Um I think also the way that nostalgia is helpful or, or good is that in order for new music to be created is that somebody has to understand what happened in the past, like for one genre. Yeah. Uh, and then thinking, well, what, where else could I go with this? Or maybe it's not even necessarily that they're trying to go in a different direction. It just happens by virtue of somebody trying to mimic something of the past. And then it's just yeah. by whatever is inside of them that it just deviates and creates a new path for music. Like, right, um, right. uh, one dude I was learning about, uh, and I don't know a ton about him, but I know like, this is like an artist artist. This guy's name is Giorgio Marauder. Marauder. He's, he's some Italian guy. He, mm. he invented like Italian disco or, and, and maybe is it Italian disco? I think he just created the genre of like disco and it, it just led to like house music and other things like one person inspired like all these different things. And it was just because what was like inside of him. Yeah. But he himself probably looked at like who, who the fuck knows like 10 or 20 different genres. Like, Oh, I like the, like this part of music. I like yeah. this part. Of, and it just happened to be that his knowledge created something new. And for, and I don't know why I'm bringing up this specific group, but I just think they're fucking rad. Is uh, <clears throat> the group horror, um, horror, which is like H O nine nine O nine, yeah, is how they spell it out. But 
man, like there's something about that group taking, you know, different elements of music, like electronic music. Uh, I think maybe even like industrial music and then rap and then putting it all together and making it work, man. I was like, fuck, this is, this is so cool. It wouldn't have been possible like fucking 40 years ago. Cause industrial yeah. music was the thing that was happening. Like, you know, in the late, I don't know if it was like mid eighties to like late nineties, but that was its own thing. Right. But it took those guys to, you know, to be fans of each of those things that they were inspired by and then to amalgamate all those things to make an entirely different new sound that nobody was really expecting or whatever. And yeah. I think I think nostalgia is good in that way is that, you know, pe- for people that are music lovers, they, they take inspiration for things that are in the past that allow them to create new things in the future. And that's what I care about. But that. that you know, you can't have a future if you're not looking at the past either. So I, yeah. yeah, that's where nostalgia I think is also helpful. True. True. So there is two other things. Yeah. yeah let's go. Let's go for it. That I wanted to bring up. And this is like the negative side of, <laughs> uh, of nostalgia. So, well, actually, I don't know if it's negative, but I have seen a lot of like, uh, concerts or festivals that have popped up. Like there's this festival that was specifically concentrate concentrated on new wave music, like stuff from the eighties and uh-huh. had like bands like the cure. And, uh, I forgot what the, like Susie and the Banshees. These, these are all like the artists that were the, the pinnacle of their time. And they're obviously cashing in on, um, that period for people that were looking, that never had the opportunity to see those bands or right. uh, that love that music. But, you're 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 kind of preying on people, and but uh, that's not prey as in p r a y. It's p r e y. You're predatory. It's predatory because it's it's like people want to see these bands because they haven't been active for like some time or whatever, and they're gonna pay a pretty penny oh, yeah. to see like those old fucking acts because nostalgia, dude. Like yeah. they, they want it. Like, and you know, if there's a demand, obviously people are going to pay whatever is, whatever's for, asked. And then there was something that was for our generation, which was like the millennial generation. There was a concert in, or rather a festival that was called when we were young. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was in Las Vegas that had all these acts from, you know, the early two thousands that had like, I, I think it had like yellow card and fucking red jumpsuit apparatus yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, Paramore and like all those bands. from. Yeah. I don't, I'm done with that shit, dude. Like, I'm, I don't give a fuck about any of that shit because that's those are forty year old dudes singing about being in their teenage. Yeah, man. Who gives a fuck that, about that? That that is something that kind of fucking gets me about. Like, I get it. All right, I get it because you make this shit. Yeah, when you're like eighteen or twenty or whatever, yeah. and you're singing about shit that just happened to you in your teenage years. But man, when you're like in your fucking fit, I mean, dude, Blink One Eighty Two, man, like they're I, in, like, I was their just about to bring them fifties, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, and and that's like, bro, you can't be singing "What's My Age Again" when you're fucking fit in your mid fifties, dude. Like that, I don't know. That I get it. You, they got to make money, and this is them. This is them re-cashing in on their fucking whatever past glory. Yeah, but. At the same time, it's you, and you I, ha- I just don't buy it, man. It's you, like you have to put it together because you know those things wouldn't sell on their own, like well, yeah. right? But uh, now that you bring uh, bring up Blink One Eighty Two, man, like I never thought they were that punk band that was all that great. Like, sure, Travis Barker's like a great drummer, and the other guys, yeah. I'm like, eh, whatever. I don't really care about their vocals. I don't care about their lyrics. And Travis Barker has turned out to be somebody that is just, uh, you know, he works in different ways in music. Oh, like yeah. he, he produces now and he 
I mean, he works with other artists as far as like, you know, using his drum skills or whatever, but like, I don't, I just don't understand how Blink-182 rose to that degree where they're filling out stadiums and shit. But like just just by virtue of them being one of those bands from like the early 90s or rather the 90s like punk scene or early 2000s, that era, that they're able to charge a nice little penny for like going to their shows and shit. And I, you know, I think they're just all right. I would never pay three hundred dollars to go. Oh, dude. It's like, um, yeah, I would never pay. Shit, their tickets were like five hundred dollars for like nosebleeds and shit, like fucking ridiculous shits. Um, I I think it's kind of that thing where uh, I'll, I'll apply it with like a comedy thing, and I'm not talking shit about Dane Cook because, like, I mean, the dude fucking made it. He did it. He did his fucking shit. Yeah, I respect that, he, and I respect I mean, it. Yeah, but uh, like, if you look at some of his early shit, like, okay, his Comedy Central presents fucking shows, they were fucking hilarious. I mean, there's some jokes that he says now that I can still fucking recite that are fucking amazing. But then once he started selling out stadiums. I just I just didn't really find him as funny anymore. Like he had diminishing returns. I think it was a because he got so popular that he kind of needed to start to. I don't know if neutering is the right word, but shit just kind of had to start getting more mainstreamly mainstream acceptable, I guess, or whatever to get, attract that crowd, that kind of crowd of selling out stadiums. Or, or, or what if like your your best days were or behind were, you, like your. Well, that's that's what I'm getting at is I think that those days when he was in the early stages of like because you're hungry dude yeah that's what it was and and I think he's talked about it before where that yeah like he was hungry and shit back then and like those were the good days when it was like oh man shit was funny but then he was making no money but then as soon as you once you get into this thing you're like oh fuck man now I'm kind of technically washed up and like I has been but now I'm still in the stadium so fuck it I'm gonna just I'm just gonna keep doing this because why not now I'm finally getting paid for all the good shit that I did back in the day and I think that that's kind of what that was. It was like, oh man, people cashing in or not cashing in, but that's what like Blink One Eighty Two is doing. I think it's like, oh man, we with all of our old shit. And again, their first like album, or maybe the second one was good, but like the first one, I fucking I thought it was great. That's it. It, it was that fucking like early two thousands, that exact thing, that early two thousands weird poppy punk shit. And it just, it just, I don't know, it just, it just was great. But then after that, oh, when they started doing the weird emo songs and started trying to do all that. Where the, are you? Yeah. And I'm so right, yeah. sorry. I just like, shut the fuck up, man. I just, I don't want to hear it from you guys. And now when they're fucking almost geriatrics, they're almost, they can almost join the AARP. <laughs> and I don't want to hear them sing about this horse shit anymore. Yeah. Come I mean, up with some new shit if you guys want to come around, all right? It, it, okay, where do you think their music would go at this point? It's like, uh, I think they would talk about fucking having to pay taxes. Uh, I think they should talk about how that shit sucks, all right? I buy that because yeah. I fucking... I, that's where I'm at. I hate paying taxes. That's fucking bullshit. Teenagers don't give a fuck about taxes. They don't even know if fucking taxes are a thing. Uh, now, as a grown-ass man, yeah, man, I want to hear about paying taxes, uh, raising kids, uh, maybe also paying child support. I'd fucking believe that. Um, fucking, I want to hear some songs about fucking, what's his name, what about going off on the rails with the conspiracies and the aliens oh, and shit. Oh, the aliens. Like, I want to hear some songs about that, all right? Yeah. Play me that shit, and I'll fucking tune, I'll buy that album just to hear it. What about, what about, like, do you think death would be, like, on these... On yeah, the, man. Like, the, like, losing parents or, um... Start, or, your friends or, starting or, to die, or, like, you know... friends dying, and also, like, losing relationships, like, because, you know... I don't know if this is just anybody else, but you imagine like the the your peers that you you'd be friends with them for an extended period of time, right, maybe yeah. a lifetime. But there's people that walk away from your life that you and I, I think that'd be a cool direction is if they talk about those things that they're now 50 years old and it's like fuck yeah. man, life is life dude, is a roller coaster. Just, just dude. imagine, just imagine how fucking good those songs could be. If they would write about that shit, if they would make some new shit, and I get it, 
Oh, what's his name? Uh, the the one, the other, not not Tom DeLonge, but the other guy. Mark uh, Hoppus. Mark yeah, Hoppus. he he had cancer. Yeah, that's right. the whole reason they're like doing this new tour thing is because he almost died from cancer, and they just realized. Uh, make a new album about how you guys fucking hated each other for fucking decades. Yeah, like, and now you've 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 decided to say, hey man, the fact that this dude almost died, like he made me realize, like man, like you're more my brother than you aren't, like you know, and and we should fucking we should take advantage of the time we have because time is talk about how time is fucking is the thing you can never get more of. That would be beautiful, like, man. Yeah. Like that 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 bro love. <laughs> right. I mean, I would fucking I I mean, I would love to hear that. I I would jump on board that every fucking second. Cuz I mean, you always hear about bands beefing because one person got more credit yeah. for about like I mean, I think fucking uh, what's his name Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins was like adamant that he was the person behind all the music like he wrote all the shit himself and everybody else was just kind of like second yeah, fiddle along to for the ride yeah and just yeah. along for the ride and and maybe it would have lasted longer if he just you know like you know you're part of the team and and like you you guys made shit happen this is you know i couldn't have done it without you people and you know i need to see you guys on equal terms and when we get interviewed i you should have your fair share of screen time like yeah. that you guys should be just as popular as i am like and, and it might happen that way or whatever but like for a lot of times it's it's not that like it's it's jealousy it's envy it's fucking all those things yeah. and now that these guys are like 50 years old and some one of them ended up like almost possibly dying i don't know what their beef was but yeah i don't either i don't know much about i don't it, know, i don't know what their beef was but it is <coughs> it is funny how time and like the impending doom of like death can change your perspective real fucking quick dude and, and i think those were i think those were those would make for good topics for songs and and saying like how petty like worrying about money and and like who was more famous at the time yeah. just to let those things go and just say hey like you know for for the 30 plus years that we've been together i know we had our problems but like you know when when the time comes like when i pass away like i'd love for you to be there for me yeah. or like it, i don't know man like they could make some really good fucking music but i know they're gonna they're, no, not, they're not gonna they're, i'm not gonna yeah you know i'm they, not gonna they're, they're yeah. gonna they're gonna be like bro we could just literally make so much money fucking yeah. doing the same old sh- it's that fucking again to go back to wrestling yeah. it's fucking when brock lesnar and fucking john cena are wrestling and the audience is literally chanting same old shit same old shit at least wrestling fans are honest with you about it. Um, but fuck, man, they, they, they fucking they do it. They, yeah. they fuck, they're gonna get that money. Shit, man. Well, okay. So are are we? Yeah, I think we're good on this one. Unless okay. We get anything else? No, I was just gonna say because even in terms of nostalgia for okay, so I brought up the the concert example, yeah. or rather the festival example, is that. Uh, promoters are trying to cash in on nostalgia by booking these old bands from like decades past. Mm. Um, and radio itself, dude, like. I understand commercial radio, they have to make money, right? Yeah. So what do they fucking go to? They go to the the, hit. the tried and the tried true, true song. Hit. You go on K Rock, dude. I mean, here locally, you, you go on K Rock. Yeah, man. It's it's fucking Meteora. It's Lincoln Park. Like all the songs from Meteora and like their early shit. It's it's uh it's Foo Fighters and David Grohl. It's it's um it's Nirvana. Like. Round the fucking yeah. clock, dude, and it, it just uh, it just perpetuates 
the ongoing narrative that like, oh, do you remember when Nirvana was around? Do you know how good Nirvana was? Do you remember Kurt Cobain? Do you remember all that? Uh, and even if you weren't born during that time, it's like, oh, here's the, here's yeah, the opportunity. I do remember because it plays all the fucking time. And you just can't let go, man. And, oh, yeah. and I've heard, you know, like radio itself is supposedly dying, right? Um, so like... <sighs> Not that I have the answer, but here's a possible solution. Instead of going to fucking like, because you know that like one of the anchor shows on on K Rock was like Kevin and Bean, right? right? Yeah, and they couldn't afford to pay for those fuckers because there was no like there's money. No money. Yeah. There's no money coming in. But the things that were, you know, I, I guess the things that you could say allegedly were making the money is like the tried and true songs that uh, that everybody listens to. But that only hits a certain audience, dude. Like, if I had to be honest, like, all that shit, to me, like, appeals to the, like, it appeals to Caucasians. <laughs> I, I don't know how else to put it, right? To the whites. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, it, it you, you, like, fucking uh, Alice in Chains. Like, I yeah. imagine a dude in a fucking a Ford truck that's lifted and <laughs> yeah, yeah. backwards cap or whatever. Like I, I just, that's what I imagined. But imagine if you opened yourself to new music where you can spread like the demographic, like the, if you could capture other audiences from like, you know, uh, different age groups, different people from different backgrounds and stuff. It's like, they, you can't do that if you're just always like clinging to the past, dude. Like those yeah. those fucking bands. Like, well, and I think that part of the reason, and we kind of talked about this a little bit, I think, before or on another podcast. Fuck, who knows? It's, we talk about all kinds of weird shit, but I, I feel like that the program directors or the people who run the stations, they're the part of the problem, is because they're so antiquated in how radio should be. It's that it's that thing where, to me, it's it's a it's a very poor leadership skill to say. Oh, well, this is how it's always been, and this is how it's going to continue to be. Well, no, that's wrong. If you're not trying to evolve, you're going to fucking get left behind. And it, that's kind of how, you know, it's, it's just, it's literally evolution playing out you know, on a small scale quicker in, in front of our eyes because they're literally, oh, back in the day, every radio station, the format was you have, uh, you have a rock station, you have a morning show, you have like an afternoon show, and then you maybe have yeah like an evening show with like people kind of talking, but then you're like with skits like and striker. shit. Yeah, like striking and what's his name? Uh, I don't know the fuck. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Um, you you got you got those type of dudes, and you get those kind of shows. You get the morning zoo show or whatever, and then you you stick to this formula, you're gonna make money. Well, as podcasting has started to become a thing, as independently releasing songs on stuff has become a thing. Now it's kind of, okay, well, shit, what do we do? Because people aren't coming to us anymore for this stuff because... Because you're not the finger on the pulse anymore. Right, well, you're not even not even that. And the only reason people, I think, that, that those things still exist as they do, terrestrial radio as it's referred to, is because of nostalgia. It's because of the acts that were like Kevin and Bean, the morning shows. It's but those are those are those are starting to go away. You've got uh, the Woody Show is another popular one. You got uh, you know Heidi Heidi and uh, Frosty and Frank. Well, uh, yeah, are they still on the radio? I don't know. Probably, but uh, yeah, they're somewhere, they're, somewhere. That's like ninety six point seven, right? Like K Cal Rock. I don't remember. I, think they're Fuck, on there. Man, I, don't, I don't know. know. But anyways, they, but they. I mean, you got those type of things that are the draw for getting people to listen to your station, and then it also happens that you play music that most people are quote-unquote nostalgic for right so unless you get and i don't know if and maybe it exists but i just haven't heard of it but i've never heard of like a radio station that is just 
like that's on terrestrial radio. That's kind of like, oh, where it's like you're just playing new shit or the newest music or shit that's like not in the mainstream. You know what I'm saying? I think and KC, I get it. Yeah, KCRW is that because they're you know they're a public well, they're radio, public so they're, radio, so and they they're don't, funded. Yeah, they yeah. don't have to worry about it. But I'm talking about like there and there is one person that I can think of, mm-hmm. or there was a radio station called Indie 103.1, uh-huh. and it got disbanded. I don't know why, but it had it had Steve Jones from the Sex Pistols, and it had Henry Rollins. Uh, it had Henry Rollins uh, from Black Flag. Yeah. And it was cool because, okay, so when you listen to a radio station, you you just, like, hear music, right? Right. And these guys were, like, the programming for the station itself was just, like, new music in general, right? But the programs themselves were, I, I guess, for Steve Jones himself, himself yeah. like the, uh, the guy from the Sex Pistols, he had cool stories because he was in the Sex Pistols, so he was talking about people he knew as musicians and shit so he, like he would talk about that but also he would talk about artists that he likes like in this moment yeah so it's like you're tying the past with to the with, present to the present and maybe in the future yeah and that was what was cool about that radio station and that guy eventually moved to uh, uh i forgot what c k k k l o s which is 95.5 and I, I don't think he does this program anymore but that's what was cool and like that's what the potential could be is if you have these like people like Steve Jones or Henry Rollins talking about their experiences of being artists or like why they think these bands are cool that are brand new like that 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 to me is something that I think is uh is awesome but like you know I don't think a lot of radio stations are, would want to gamble on doing something like that because No, I don't think they would because they uh, but I think that if the I think the one radio station who that does We'll see. Oh shit! If you had like a major radio station decide to say, "All right, we're gonna try this and see what happens," I think that they'd go gangbusters because you give somebody a chance, you're giving new people a shot, you're giving people people a chance, and yeah, let's get in some new shit. Let's get. If you still want to kind of maintain that format of, oh well, we need to have like a morning radio show and we need to have that. Okay, cool. You can still do those things, but give somebody give people a chance. Let them get let them get into it. And then fucking see where it goes, you know? I mean... I, I think storytelling is, like, a great tool for how you introduce people to new music. Is yeah. if you talk about, like, hey, I saw this band at fucking... Yeah. Some weird place, and they're fucking awesome. And it, maybe it takes somebody like Steve Jones or, like, uh, Henry Rollins to endorse a band. And, and, and that's how a band gets discovered or whatever. But I think that's better than fucking, like... Nicole Alvarez saying, "Hey, I'm at fucking Coachella yeah. and uh, whatever. Like, listen <laughs> to the new Foo Fighters fucking song or whatever." Uh, <laughs> and and then you have, let's say, a new radio station with like Henry Rollins or like Steve Jones at the helm, telling these really cool stories about bands, like new ones and old ones. And uh, I, I think storytelling is like a really awesome way to introduce music. If if people would give it a fucking chance, yeah, if they'd give it a shot, because. I know people have short fucking attention spans, so they're yeah. not always down with like things longer than thirty seconds or sixty seconds. But man, you, if you just like sit down and listen to somebody like with with some knowledge and shit, you could you could really open an entire world to somebody if you give it a chance. But like you know, I don't think radio stations are down with with nah, yeah. I, they don't give a shit, dude. I no. don't like, fuck them. They they literally just want to go. It's like the path of least resistance. It's yeah. hey, what? is the easiest way that we can make this fucking money to get our nut at the end of the month. And they say, oh, well, we know what works. This is what we're going to fucking do. Well, I mean, okay, this is like a weird comparison, but like if, um, 
what, what would be a closer comparison? Because it's like for you know a radio station. I don't know why I'm thinking of like medieval times. Uh-huh. But let's say like K Rock was like a medieval like town or whatever, and there's all these like other medieval towns, and like hey, we just we discovered steel, we can make good weapons or, right, or armor yeah. or whatever. And then these guys are like, ah, fuck all that, like nah, we're that's no, dumb, yeah, we like that. we're gonna use our wooden maces yeah, and, or yeah. whatever, and like we we know what's good, yeah, idiots and, with the metal, and then that turns into like more inventions for like the other parts of the world that decided to adapt with like the times and these guys get left behind. That's what I think like K rock is to me is they're yeah. getting, they're, they're getting fucking left behind because they can't, they can't adapt to like what's happening around them. And also, um, I mean, they can't curate shit because it's, it's just stuck in the old, the old, yeah. the olden it's, days, it's, dude, it's the, the Nirvana is the, it's the, the good Foo days of the past. Yeah. That's what they're, that's what they're stuck in. And, Eventually, I do think that this nostalgia train will fucking run out. It will, it will, it will always be there, but it's not going to be a driving force. I think I, I don't think it is anymore because right. it, now TikTok is like the thing that everybody yeah. uses for for how like popular an artist becomes or the billboard thing like that just that is fucking wild yeah, it's like is, man. like i said it, it's them grasping at what is the expression is it grasping at straws the, the grasping at straws means that you're you're making an argument like that what, what is it uh, grasping at straws is like you're trying to hang on but like it's okay like just, all right it's you're trying to pull straws all right all right, all like right. never mind never mind so well, i was right with yeah the, that's the right they're grasping at straws dude and and for tiktok it's like oh we're the music curators now sure you yeah yeah look, come on in billboard it just legitimizes us further like yeah do you think that the okay you know how on the tiktok as we were saying it everything's like 30 seconds or whatever or a minute yeah. or whatever yeah how do you think that changes nostalgia? Because if if my attention span is so short and I can't really consume anything longer than 30 seconds, do I even fucking remember this a month from now? This fucking reel that I saw that I liked or whatever? Do I, do, do I even remember that shit? No, I don't. I don't do, know. Do you? Because do you, like, I don't imagine kids that are like, okay, I don't imagine the, the, the Zoomers in the future are going to be feeling nostalgic about a TikTok. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like like, a specific, uh, yeah. I don't know. They, they, for certain ones, I think, I feel like for certain ones they do. Cause I think that's kind of like the beauty of, um, the beauty of short form videos uh-huh. is that you have like 30 second or 60 second videos. Right. And by the time you finish it, it plays again and you're like, Oh, I'm going to watch it again. <laughs> and there's this one that I like, it's not relevant, relevant to music, but it's like this girl, there's this bear on their porch and she's like can i pet that dog can i <laughs> can i pet that dog can i pet and I, I don't know why but i keep going back to that video every now and then because of how the girl says that fucking line but yeah. it's fucking hilarious but yeah i think like the replayability uh like the short form videos like it so for some reason i th- i think it's because it's short that you're a ab- you're kind of forced to watch again once it fucking ends. And um, I do, I think there is concern about like TikTok itself because, um, you know, I think it does fuck with like your retention, like your Your memory retention, as in like you remembering certain things. I mean, if you think about it, you're literally watching, okay, if they're, if they're 15 to 30 seconds in, okay, people sit there for 30 fucking minutes and just flip shit. It's a it's a swiping thing too, right? Like yeah. you move aw- you move away from something quickly, and maybe that's like 
maybe that speaks to music itself is that once once something charts, like once a song is popular on TikTok, that people can move away from it just as quickly, uh, like a week or two later, yeah. or maybe even a month later. So it, I think there is something to that where it is somewhat problematic because people have short attention spans, and maybe right. maybe as a result of TikTok, maybe they have a short like memory span as well. I don't know, but that's kind of where I see the negative of maybe yeah. TikTok itself. Damn. But but again, like there's been like you remember that song with Kate Bush that uh, was on Stranger Things, and then it became oh like, yeah, yeah, and then it became viral on Wait TikTok. It it also has that potential to bring things back from the fucking sure, dead, from quote the unquote, dead, yeah. and artists that may have never had a chance before now. It doesn't matter if they were a one-hit wonder, like that. People are enamored with this one song. It's like, well, now that people are listening to me, I might as well take advantage of this and try to make new music. So it's cool in that way as well. Like I appreciate yeah. that about TikTok is that um, anything, literally anything, can happen as far as like virality goes in music. So true. I, cert- I, I guess I appreciate that aspect. But um, so I, I didn't get to bring this up before when we were talking about yeah, good yeah. things as far as nostalgia goes, but. When we were talking about like how genres like inspire artists, like I, I think The Weeknd definitely took inspiration for a lot of things that happened in the eighties and like Dua Lipa. I don't know if you are familiar with her music, but she was inspired by like, well, one of her albums was inspired by like disco and funk. So it's and the some songs have like these similar riffs to songs in the past that it it's just enough, it's different enough to say that it's not the exact same thing right. as like whatever artist that she was taking inspiration from but like i said it's it's just enough for people to uh to like cling on to it and i think that's where it's beneficial to artists is that like hey people like these things in the past like the 80s or the uh or even like the 70s with like dual lip and disco but um they they obviously like thought it was the time to bring those things back to make whatever music they wanted to yeah wanted to make but um yeah, I I think I guess in some ways that nostalgia there's there's cycles of music that people feel inspired to bring things back from the dead because it just feels like the right time. Like right now it feels like uh grunge or like nineties shit. Like oh, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of bands that are there's a lot of bands that are taking us. There's this one band called Julie that's from here in Los like well not Los Angeles, but Southern California. Um they sound kind of like nostalgic to what Nirvana was doing or like that that grunge music and shit. Yeah. And you know it just it's the time for it now. Like it's it's the now time it's for it. Yeah, now yeah. it's back and for for fucking the weekend it was bringing back something from the 80s. And there there is an artist I I will point this out. They're like Bruno Mars. I don't listen to his music all that much, but it feels like he's one of those people that capitalizes on things that happens happened in the past. Like um, with like the Silk Sonic music, he's doing like R and B and soul, like and, and funk and shit with uh, Anderson Pack. And then there was that song that he did um, that was like uh, '80s hip hop, like that era, like. And then he did songs that sounded like shit from the '70s. That guy is somebody that moves you know, moves through the decades and yeah. th- I guess that's how it's worked for him. But I, I'm not a big fan because like I said, he, it seems like he's trying to capitalize on those specific decades and making his music to each of those like, uh, genres and those decades. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think that's where nostalgia, I think is helpful to, to, to artists in that way is that it, it, cre- it creates like that familiarity for 
other people and then yeah. like it, it's and it's also different enough that it's yeah. like okay oh well, it's i mean it kind of makes it more accessible for someone who maybe wouldn't have even fucking gave it a chance right you know yeah so um yeah that's uh, i don't know man i think we kind of uh <laughs> we did i think we beat the we, shit out of this we, uh, topic we, for sure we exhausted <clears throat> all possible well actually do you you know what what, what time are we at? Uh, we got an hour. We're at an hour eighteen. So that's, all right, I mean, that's pretty fucking good, man. I mean, that's. Uh, or I think I moved it over a couple minutes, so maybe it's like an hour fifteen or something like that. But I mean, we, oh, for it's sure, it's over an hour. I mean, all right, because I was gonna, uh, depending on how we were gonna do with this specific topic, we got a lot. Of, we got a out lot of it, of, which yeah. is great. But we'll we'll save the topic that I also had in mind for this episode for another time. Cause at least I have something planned for fucking next episode. Cause, uh, what, what do, let's tease, tease us with what that could be. What is, what is the topic? All right. Be? So, uh, pixel grip, which is a band I'm very high on, uh-huh. uh, uh, they, like I, they have my endorsement. I love their music. Uh-huh. They released a new single and I'm, Ooh. I'm like, this is, I want to know what your opinion is right. because I am of the opinion that from the, I'm gonna pick like three songs from okay. from their catalog. One from being from their their first album, All the right. second the second one being from the second, and then of course this new this single. New one. Okay, yeah, because I feel like it it felt from from the first album to the second album, it felt like a linear growth, right? Huh. And then this third single, it went fucking exponential. I'm oh. like, this this is this this is it, dude. Oh man, this, yeah. All right, I'm, it, I'm excited for the next episode. Yeah. that sounds fucking real fun. Yeah. So yeah, stay stay tuned for that. I also feel. It's going to be problematic because I just said all that, and I hope it doesn't influence your opinion. So please forget everything I just said, and hopefully go go in with the clear mind. Right, we actually do. Right. Okay, I will. I will give it a fair shake of yeah. not letting you fucking alter my opinion at yeah. all. And you know, if I don't like it, then I don't like it. You know, this is what it is. Well, it's it's not even so much right the, that. that you don't like it. It's just what do you take away from take like from, yeah from like the. Pro- I guess is the the root of it is like the production and the quality of the yeah. music, how it's evolved, because right. it, it feels like exponential. It feels like, it's like this is their apex. Yeah, this is it, dude. Yeah. This, this is, is it. This like is the peak. This is this is the shit. I'm telling you, man. Like this is the shit that's getting me excited about music. Is when artists have hit their creative peak. Like this is it, man. Like yeah, I, yeah. I'm I'm getting my <laughs> my fucking dick is rock hard, dude. I'm fucking my, rock hard. I, yeah, dude. Uh, I, I'm fucking my tits are rock hard. Dude. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's what that fucking moan was at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking about this. Yeah. Um, anyways, and also, I did just want to say... Oh, wait, no. The expression is jack to the tits. All right. Jack yeah. to the tits. Yeah. That's a good one. I just wanted to say, too, at the end here, you know, I, I want to say I do like Blink-182, all right? And I do want to say, you know, Travis Barker, you know, he's a, he's a good dude, all right? He's a local He's a local guy, all right? Yeah. And I just I just wanted to say that... Not to talk shit and say, hey, man, you guys fucking shouldn't be, like, getting your money, all right? Get your money. <laughs> but from 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 a, from one local guy to another, I would just like to say, could you just, could you maybe make some of those songs that we were talking about? Yeah. And, and if you fucking don't, you guys are fucking musical experts, all right? I'm just a fucking nobody. We're just a couple of jack-offs. We don't know shit about shit. But, man, if you want the layman's or an everyman's opinion fucking just hit us up man we fucking i would i would be so down to just be like yeah man this is what i think you guys should do i don't know how that to make that happen but that's that's on you all right but i would love to to you know to to do that i think we pitched some good ideas for for songs i think we fucking did man and shit i mean i'm not like a musical writer but man i'm pretty creative i can come up with some good ideas for weird shit i I don't know if 
about lyrics, yeah, but like, I don't know about that, but like for topics, I like, you, yeah, I yeah. give you some, some, some shit to talk about. That's for sure. Yeah. So, so I don't know. Uh, anyways, hit us up. All right. At Game Rage Magazine. If you fucking interested <laughs> or Adam, if you want to, if you follow him, all gas, no trash, Travis Barker, hit us up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's all. That's all one word. Uh, no underscores. And uh, it's all gas, no trash official. Uh, and then also you can do your segue for, for all the, yeah. At, do the, you know, the social because media naturally, plug. because naturally, if you're going to follow Adam at all gas, no trash official, you would then also want to just go to Game Rage Magazine, which is a lot less letters to type. Just, just saying, yeah. and uh, it's very easy to put in. And you can follow us on the Twitter. Or no, what is it? It's X now. It's X just now. Game Rage Mag on X because they don't have enough letters. But it's Game Rage Magazine on Instagram and TikTok. And you can also go to our fucking website where I'm sure is probably you're listening to this. And also, we understand that we, you, you know the irony that we don't actually have a magazine or we, we haven't done anything game-related, but fuck all that. It, it also worked out to our advantage because I think if we actually tried to decide on a name that uh, it would have probably taken us way too long and we probably would never have started anyways with, right, this, with right. all this shit. So. so this is just what we went with, yeah, and yeah. it's so far, it's fucking proven great. And honestly, the fact that we don't, have a magazine is is just gonna be a inside now joke it's gonna be a running joke yeah. yeah and and we will do some game related stuff i do have a game related podcast in the works if you like video games all right we are gonna hopefully put that out in the next couple of months yeah um because i do like talking about video games so yeah. um you know and i think that it should get its own thing yeah. so anyways all right well if you listen thus far Thank you for listening, because goddamn. Well, apparently some of you are fucking listening, because we actually have listeners, and, and uh, yeah, it I shows mean, on our this, little dashboard. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it, this tells me, I mean, we've had close to, like, 200 fucking downloads so far, and it's like, fuck, man, that's pretty good yeah. for not really doing a lot of advertising. Not and zero. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah, it's not zero, that's for sure. So, to to the 200 people, or whoever, however many people that, that entails... Shout-outs to Belgium. Yes, fucking for sure. The Belgians, they fucking love all things Game Rage related, and I think we might do a convention in Belgium. I think we might, <laughs> I think we might do it for all ten fuck of them. yeah, dude. You know, fucking yeah. Give it to the Belgians. Yeah. Anyways, alright, thanks for listening. Stay tuned to the next one. With the pixel grip stuff. Yeah. All right. Peace later. out. That was the Game Rage Music Show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.